Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yes, sir. Let's get it. This is Brandon Marshall, and I'm here with BC in the booth. Woo! And Andrew. (laughs) Woo! Out West. Let's get it, baby. This is Wednesday. We got an action-packed show. What up, y'all? Listen, I'm just saying that because it seems like that's what everybody says in media. Action-packed, action-packed, action-packed. Shit, it might be a terrible show, but what I do know (laughs) is yesterday was an amazing show. It was. Right? Our first show of 2024, woo! Yep. It was a great show. We had great audience participation. I mean, we hit a lot of great subjects. We talked about Conor McGregor, all the games. Deontay Wilder, should he retire? We he talked might. about the- He might have to. <laughs> he might have to. What else did we talk about? Uh, I think we got a lot into Philly. We got into Philly. We also had- Why is his energy so low? You can't be low at the top of the show, woo. Man, random questions. You know oh, what we say in you football? You know we had a good thing? There we go. There it is. David Tepper. David, we got to talk about David. <laughs> we got to talk about him. There's a lot that we got to talk about today. We got to talk about the owner. Did they take mm-hmm. it light on the owner? David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panther, took his drink and threw it on the fan. All right? We were wondering, how are they going to come down on this guy? Well, we will find out. Odell Beckham Jr., did he throw shade, uh, Woo, and BC? Yes. At his former team? You can't give your take already. <laughs> Did he throw shade at his former team? Well, since you want to give your take already, you said yes. I'm going to say no. I'm only I'm say yes because no. of the why Giants. You can't, why can't you show love to your team that you're on now and, without it being taken out of context? And then also, is there a new cook in Dallas? You know, they already got one little cook wide receiver out there. He continues to make play after play after play in big games. Like, he may go three games without making a play. But then he makes a big play. We're talking about the receiver. But is there a new cook in Dallas? We shall see. But anyways, Andrew, before we get into the show, BC, before we get into the show, let's check in. One through ten, how are you doing, bro? One through ten. Ten being amazing. One, let's call the doctor. Let's call the ambulance. You need help. (laughs) 
gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start BC. Go ahead. Um, I'll say I'm an eight. Ooh, I like that. Tens are hard to accomplish. If I'm being honest with you, you got to be on. Like you have to have exercise, gotten good news, probably woke up and like ate a great breakfast to be on a 10. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like going through the motions, I would say I average around an eight or nine. I try to control my tempo as much as I can. That's awesome. That's that's amazing. Okay. I like that. That's a strong eight. I also say this. I recently started uh, reading uh, Shannon Lee, Bruce Lee's daughter's book, yep. Be Water My Friend. And it teaches it's teaching me more to focus on my kindness. I mean, so I can he have more kindness, BC? No. Yeah, like what? What are we talking <laughs> about? Can you, you work on something that you need? You're supposed <laughs> when you read self help books, guys. Everybody out there, serious XM Factor Talk Channel. Right. Say it again, BC. You're supposed to improve on things <laughs> that you don't already have. You're a kind man, sir. <laughs> right. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Go ahead, BC. Can you work on? Is there a book out there where you can be a little bit more angry? <laughs> uh, well, I'm also taking back up. Uh, Potentially in the next few weeks, some uh, jujitsu. Oh, that's so I'm going to work out some of my anger that way. That's sweet. Yeah. I like I love that. Jiu-jitsu. I like that. Uh, uh, BC, how are you doing? BC, I'm about, uh, I'll say a six, seven, you know. That's honest. Right in there. You know. Six. Six, seven, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why are we, we so low? To... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just life, man. Life happens, man. Shit happens, man. You know, you get these waves. Right. It's up and down, man. You got to be honest with yourself. I love that. You See, know what I, mean? I, I love I love the honesty there. Um, you know, I'm probably at a strong seven, right? And usually I'm a guy that flies around an eight, nine. So I'm like BC. Things happen. You know, people are asking in the chat right now, "Where's Ashley? Where's Ashley?" Look, we wanted to uh, do this correctly in the right way, but Ashley signed a one year deal, and that deal is up, and we didn't renew the deal. And when I say correctly, meaning like I wanted to do a whole week where we gave her flowers, but people got sick. We didn't go to video. And so I'm sorry, just throw it out there at you guys, because Ashley and I, y'all know that dynamic, special, so powerful, so intense, so aggressive, you know, all the elements you need to make an amazing show. But as you guys know, you know, the platform has been through a lot in 2023. And, you know, 2024, we decided to just let everything just kind of settle. The dust settle. We wanted a blank slate. We wanted a clean canvas, right? And now what can we create? And we have some amazing things that we're, uh, we're working through. There's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of planning. We got some big-name athletes that we want to add to the platform from our daily show, our weekly show. And I'm just going to keep it honest. I'm not even going to try to be political here. 2023 kicked my ass. Yeah, it did. It kicked my, <laughs> it kicked my motherfucking ass. It kicked my ass, personally and professionally. That's what it was. And so instead of staying in chaos, instead of you know continue to push through and find a way, which we typically do, BC, right? Right. That's why you know we struggle at times where it's hard for us to say, no, I'm at a six right now. Let me chill. Right. Instead of to put, instead of pushing through, what I did over the last five six months was everybody out there can can see. I just been chilling. I've been chilling. All right, well, no, let's not go force the issue on this contract. Let's not go force the issue with this brand. Let's let everything settle. Who are you, Brandon Marshall? Who are you? Who are you? What do you need to work at? What do you need to do? 
And that's what I did over the last four, five, six months in different spaces from professional to, to personal. And so now we're here in 2024 and I'm super excited. I got a beautiful text from a friend this morning. that says, even when it's painful, continue to create. And it was mm-hmm. a, a, a statement from Rick Rubin, one of the ultimate creators, right? Like it's hard to be creative when you got so much chaos. So right now it is myself on the show. We have our super producers who's chipping in. We're sitting here on SiriusXM Faction Talk Channel 103. We also uh, we have Brandon Flowers. Who the hell knows where Brandon Flowers is? Brandon Flowers could be meditating somewhere in the Swiss Alps. I don't know, but he'll be back next week. We still have Stack, who's on uh, on the show as a contributor. And we have some other names that we're going to add. We're going to get back to the studio. We're going to do some cool things. But I'm not rushing it. I'm not rushing it. We're going to do it right we're going to do it right for the first time. We're going to have an amazing 2024, and you better fucking believe it. How about that? <laughs> I love that. I love that. So we miss Ashley already. She's awesome, but she has so many opportunities, and it's going to be exciting for her next announcement in which she does. Um, you know, uh, but so no Ashley on the show. No Ashley on the show. One-year deal. The deal was up, and now we're getting into testing. So we're going to need you guys here on Paper Route. Now we're getting into it. We're here now, so we're into it. I want you guys, the Christios of the world, when we bring people in next week and a week after and we start testing, similar to like what Breakfast Club was doing for like six, seven months. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Who's going to sit in these seats? What What is this show? Do y'all want a Sports Center type vibe? Do you guys want a First Take type vibe? Do you guys want a Colin Cowherd type vibe? Do you want a Pat McAfee type vibe? Do you want a ridiculousness with Rob Dick type vibe? Y'all let us know. Let's create the show together. How about that? What do you want, Wu? Why Rob are you looking Derrick like wouldn't that? wouldn't be bad, man. I just sit on the on, in the corner like my man. I forget his name, but the dude that's on the show with him and just play the videos, that would be my role if we had the Rob Dyrdek uh, attitude. But I'm sure what we'll do is we'll create our own. We don't have to necessarily take from anyone else's destiny. I think we could create our own. And I think 2024 is actually going to be exciting. Exciting. Um, 2023, I think, was just a year of rebuilding mm. and, 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 you know, revelations for ourselves. So now it's time for us to take back what is rightfully ours. What is rightfully <laughs> ours. Well, before we get into the show, let's hear from our chat, right? Christy O, you going to host? Who? What do you, oh, that's that, – oh, well, tr- Truth as, is asking Christy O in the chat, is she going to become a host on our show? All right? So, like, I would love to hear from you guys. Rob and Big, I see Deontay Taylor Gaines saying uh, Deontay Big. Ash got the Shannon Sharp vibe. What does that mean, Uh KP, everything's good. Business is good. Everything's good. No beef in 2024. No drama in 2024. Do you see anything else in the chat that we need to touch on? One last thing. Belly put here. Take your time, Brandon. Damn, how much time y'all want me to take? It's been six, <laughs> seven months. I got to go. We got to go. Six, seven months. We already been chilling. Take our time. I will take our time as far as like, I think it's interesting, right? Like, I would say the athletes in this space right now, you know, even the Pat McAfee's, who's well-established, done some amazing things. You tune in. We have 100 people watching right now. Go to Pat McAfee's show. He has 50,000 watching, right? He has that mm-hmm. engine behind him, ESPN. Well-established, super consistent, putting on amazing content. Uh, the, 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 all the smokes, they leave Showtime. Now they're doing a bigger deal with DraftKings. You have us. You have so many guys in this space. You have the guys that was here before that's doing some amazing things, right? 
And I truly believe it's us who's creating a blueprint for the guys that's going to follow. Like, how do you work? Like, think about this. Me as an athlete, me and you, Andrew, we're brothers. We homies. We teammates. We competed mm-hmm. against each other. Now we're in this new realm of life. We're doing business. Now how, how can I be your boss? Think about that. You see how that dynamic? Look how you just look, get a little, get a little uncomfortable. You shift yeah. a little bit. How do I now manage you? How do we now have a, that type of relationship, right? Yeah. How do we structure those deals, Yeah. right? And I think that the last and- two years, there's a lot of us that have, tr- you know, tried things. Some things have worked. Some things have failed. And so now it's to take all those key findings, Andrew, and now implement that into 2024. And so when yeah. people say take your time, I think it's now it's time to go. But the go may not be fast. It may be slow. Yeah. Meaning that it's like instead of just saying, okay, we want to sign you, we want to bring you on, we want to partner with you, we want to collab with you, it's like let's just test this shit out for a few weeks or for a few months, right? What is this going to be? How is the chemistry? How is the continuity, right? Are you going to show up on time? Like, that's a big mm, thing, too. We can't start a, a show. One. We can't say we're going to start a show at 12, and then the show starts at 12.10 because, you know, people aren't showing up on time. You can't yeah. do those type of things, right? So there's a lot of things that we have to work out. So I'm just extremely grateful that, you know, I have uh, the capacity to deal with some of these failures publicly and keep going because that's hard to do. And I'm also yeah. thankful that – we have an audience that comes back and rocks with us week after week after week. No. So super excited about 2024. Sorry, guys. I know y'all came here for some ball. We said that we're <laughs> going to talk about the new cook in Dallas. We said Odell, they throw his old team under the bus. The Panthers over miss, uh, the asshole, the effing asshole Tepper. He gets fined. Was that a slap on the wrist? Was that big enough? But we're just kicking it Let's around right it, now. Then. Y'all want to get into Let's it or y'all still want to just talk a little bit? What y'all want to do? Um, I would say let's BC? get into it, all right, and cool. along the way we'll figure out yeah, what else talk. we want to talk. Yeah, all right, cool. yeah, we throwing so, some real talk. As in Brandon between. put, what's that, BC? I said we could throw in some more real talk in between, but let's go, let's cook. I see you. Let's go, let's go. You see me cooking? I see you cooking. All right, so let's talk about a big potential pickup for a Super Bowl contender. The Jets recently have released Dalvin Cook as recent as yesterday, allowing the former Pro Pro Bowl back to sign with the playoff team for the rest of this season. Uh, Cook, he he grew frustrated with the Jets as the season progressed, and he was very unhappy with his role on the team. Uh, so let's play a little game here. Ooh, I'll give you a team name, and you tell me how you feel about the fit. Let's get it. First let's do. Team. I like this game. I like, I like this game. This game too. And, the, and the, I love your little intro there, Andrew. That was Appreciate really good. That. Well written by uh, our producers and Brian and the team. But who's not pissed off at the Jets this year? Like you talk about, he, he grew frustrated with the Jets. Everybody grew frustrated with the Jets this year. Okay. Everyone but Aaron, I think. But let's start with Dallas. Okay, that would be the first consideration for Dalvin. What do you think about Dallas? So, uh, so the game is you're going to throw out teams that could potentially be a fit for Dalvin Cook. Is that yeah, correct? For the remainder of the season, and I'm would going you? to give you my thoughts on how I feel. Yeah, how do you think that team will fit with him, or how would he fit into that team? Perfect. Perfect. Dalvin Cook, he has no tread on his tires this year. I don't even – I I mean, I, I just recall – I can only recall one play this year where it's like, oh, there's Dalvin Cook. Other than that, like, I haven't heard from him. We haven't seen him. Have we seen him on Bleacher Report, Highlight, Overtime? Have we seen him on ESPN? We haven't. No. So, 
We're talking about a guy just last year had over a thousand yards rushing. He's not done. He's not washing. I'm not saying he's still in his prime. I don't know. We don't know because we haven't seen him. But we know Minnesota let him go. Yeah. And we do know he still has some, 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 something left in the tank. So for this guy to still be in rotation from a practice standpoint, from a rhythm standpoint, meaning in, from a day-to-day, from a week-to-week standpoint from an NFL season, he's not rusty. He just ain't hot, meaning like he's just yeah. been sitting there on ice. This is perfect for the Dallas Cowboys. You think so? You yeah, this is perfect for any team that can contend. Any team that can contend that can get a player that is fresh, fresh legs. This is perfect. So, yes, this is a great fit for the Dallas Cowboys. You can't, you can't go into the postseason with enough. Look at the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are sitting here right now. They lost two of their defensive end. This might be the end of, of their, like, uh, their, their hunt for the Super Bowl. You got to be healthy. This is, a, this is war of attrition. People think about NFL. You think about just the plays and you think about the opponents you got to go against and your schedule. It ain't just that. You're fighting like staying healthy. The healthiest team is usually the team that win. The Baltimore Ravens are healthy. But you don't think he's washed? No, he's not washed. No, he's not washed. You can't tell me a guy that had over 1,000 yards. Can you please look that up for me? How yeah. many rushing yards did he have last year in Minnesota? So he had 1,173. Okay, that's a big deal. He's not washed. Dalvin Cook's not washed. You don't, now, if he had 400 yards last year, then we can have the conversation. 1,100 yards last year? Do you think this is just a case of them wanting to use Brees Hall a little bit more? Of course. Brees, that's what happens when you come into situations like this. Brees Hall, remember, he, he, he pushed back a little bit. He said something publicly in preseason when Dalvin Cook was trying to figure out, was he going to go to Miami? Was he going to go to, uh, was he going to, go to the Jets? And then there was another, there was two or two, maybe two more teams involved. So Brees said something. The first game or the second game, they tried to get both of them cooking, right? No pun mm-hmm. intended. They tried to get them both going. And then Brees said, this ain't it. So internally, like, you have to make a decision. Who are we going to go with? Of course they're going to go with their guy that they drafted. That's their mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they go, with, they go with Brees Hall. So now you got a frustrated Dalvin Cook. He should have never gone to that situation. Now, but the Jets had to make sure they had security because uh, Hall was coming off an injury. We didn't know, they didn't know yes, what type of guy they were going to go. That's what it where, was. Ca- I remember. What they were going to kind of get, what they were going to get, excuse me. Yeah, because Cook was coming in as Brees Hall was coming back. That's right. Because there was a big talk about him going to the Jets a couple months ago. But uh, so the real question I have for you with Dallas, right, is we know that once Zeke left and Tony took that, that starting position, yep. like this was supposed to be his year. So don't you think having Dalvin come in, that might kind of like, no, some controversy. No, because like let's look, let's look up? it up. Let's 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 go to it, right? Let's let's go to NFL. Let's go to stats. All right, let's go to Dallas Cowboys. Let's go to Dallas Cowboys. What you want, Tony Pollard's yards? Yeah, nine thirty-five right now. Nine thirty-five. He's having a okay. How many yards is he averaging uh, a carry? Uh, Take your time. We're on SiriusXM Faction Talk Channel One Hundred Three YouTube. Four. That's not that's 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 not bad. Four is okay. Horrible. You want to you don't want to be lower than four, but I wouldn't. I, nobody out here would say that the the Dolphins' run game is scaring you. I mean the uh, Dallas Cowboys' run game is scaring you. 
So you don't know what's going to happen. Hell, he might go out there and he may not even get on the field, but you have that security. He is security for any team right now. So let's go to the next team because the Dallas okay. Cowboys, this is a this is two thumbs up for me. I would love to see Dalvin Cook with the Dallas Cowboys. This is two thumbs up for me. I'm trying to get my hands. There we go. There, you go. <laughs> there we go. All right, next team up. This team is actually on fire right now. The Baltimore Ravens. What do you think? The Baltimore Ravens, another one here. Um, listen, I like him more in Dallas than Baltimore. Baltimore, they 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 have their rhythm. It's it's about the system, which is so freakish. It's not about Lamar Jackson. It's not about Odell Beckham Jr. It's not about Zay Flowers. It's about all of them. It's about all of those guys. So, like, whoever is there, they're plugging and playing. They're in a great rhythm. Like, this team's chemistry, their continuity is just so on point. Sometimes bringing in a guy can mess it up a little bit if that guy's not willing to sit there and just be the security blanket. But, you know, like, for anybody that's contending, you don't know what can happen. I like him more in Dallas, but I like him in Baltimore as well because Baltimore is on this trajectory to win a Super Bowl. It's their trophy to hoist. It's the Baltimore Ravens trophy to hoist. And so for that, like, you think about the Dolphins. We just talked about it. They lead, they lose two defensive ends over the last in, in the last month and a half. Yeah. War of attrition. So now you bring in a Dalvin Cook. Do we have another uh, a slide here for – can we change that from Dallas Cowboys to Baltimore? No. The big news, do we have that? If we do, let's put that up there, right? Because, like, we don't know what can happen. It's just extra playmakers. We've seen this so many times where guys at the end of the season get picked up that's been on the street for months, maybe the entire year, or get cut, ask for a release, go to a contender and go on a crazy run. We've seen this before. It's about security. It's about security for teams, and it's about opportunity to hoist a Lombardi or, or play into the postseason for the players. Just a little pushback. Okay. I, I actually don't mind the idea because right now their leading rusher is Lamar Jackson. I don't need that. You know what I mean? I need him at his quarterback position. It's cool if you rushing and running once in a while, but he's their leading rusher. Gus Edwards is second at 762. I wouldn't mind Dalvin just fitting right in there and taking over that extra running position. Okay. I can understand that, but the, but the, here here's the thing. It's like it's working. It's working. So, like, you know, look, I, I like that point. Um, if he goes in there, it could be a good fit for them. But, like, man, like, when your offense is clicking like this, look what they did against the 49ers. Look what they did against the Miami Dolphins. Sometimes, like, touching it could, could make it worse. All right, but we got thumb, We got two thumbs up for the Dallas Cowboys and one thumb up for the Baltimore Ravens. I think this might actually be the best one. Okay, let's go. I'm trying right, to get guys. my mic in here. I'm No, take your time. Um, I think – the reason I think this might be good is because they actually lost their running back earlier in the season, and their quarterback is kicking ass, for, be- for lack of better words, right now. Oh. The Browns. The Browns. Tell I like what you this. Think. I like this. I really like this for the Browns. I, I love this for the Browns, but I, especially in this offense with uh, Kevin Stefanski, but I don't love this for Dalvin Cook. I don't love this for Dallas Cook because mm-hmm. if I'm a player and I'm in this situation right now, look, and you got – uh, you know, the, the the two teams that we just talked about, I think they have a better opportunity. I think the Baltimore Ravens have a better opportunity uh, to, to to make a, a, a run, go deeper in the playoffs. And the Dallas Cowboys, 50-50. We don't know what we can get. I can see them losing in the first round. I can see them in the Super Bowl. I can't. But I'd rather be in Dallas than Cleveland. I understand that. 
Yeah, I don't see Cleveland ble- beating Baltimore. I don't see Cleveland beating Buffalo. I don't see Cleveland uh, uh, beating even the Chiefs, the struggling winning Chiefs. When I say winning Chiefs, they won a division again, but they're not happy. They're the, they're the, the division champs, but they're not happy. They're not excited. You see Patrick Mahomes celebrate. Oh, we got another AFC West championship. You think he's really excited about the way they want it this way? <laughs> BZ, you really think Patrick Mahomes is happy right now? Hell no. Right. He's out there posting. I'm liking this post too. Like, yeah, bro, y'all want it again. <laughs> but we all like, bro, y'all ain't who y'all used to yeah. be. <laughs> what they call those when they when they give all the kids the award? <laughs> Oh, uh, participation. participation. <laughs> yeah, That's what it feels like. It's a yeah. participation trophy. Yeah. We expect Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, those guys, and Andy Reid. Y'all got to win, have a, at least 11 wins a year. At least. What, what, did they have 11? What is their record right now? They I'll might have to 11. you right now. It is <clears throat> NFL stand. 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Not, okay, they have an Woo! opportunity to win 11 ball games <laughs> this year. You win 11 ball. You go 11 and 5. What, what is it? 10. What are, what's the record? 10 and 6, you said? Ten to six. All right, they might go eleven to six. We'll see. We'll see. And then we can we can really get excited about their season. Final question on this: right. Which of these contenders do you think should be the most worried? What do you mean? Which contenders? like I guess worried about their running back situation. So meaning that like Dallas, Baltimore, and Cleveland. Correct. Should be worried. Yeah. I would, I, I, think, would I, think, say, I think the team that can benefit, let me say it this way. I think the team, so what we're talking about right now here on SiriusXM Faction Talk Channel 103 is myself, Andrew Wu, and we got BC in the booth. Uh, we're also on YouTube for those who are listening to us while you're driving. We're talking about Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook obviously released from the uh, New York Jets. Um, you know, there's one game left in the season. When you see this type of move, you see, this, is, this, is, this is a player saying that he's frustrated and he's ready to move on. He wants an opportunity uh, to play in the, pl- the playoffs. So this is a great move for the uh, for the player, but for the team, like you really benefit nothing from this, right? Like you got nothing out of Dalvin Cook. You paid him. There is an interesting thing here where he did uh, forfeit uh, some guaranteed money. So Dalvin Cook had to redo his contract. He made sure that he's not going to take more money from the Jets so he can move on. So now where will Dalvin Cook go? Is it the Dallas Cowboys? Is it the Cleveland Browns? Is it the Baltimore Ravens? So, Andrew, I will answer your question this way. I think the team that will benefit the most from Dalvin, a Dalvin Cook pickup will be the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys has playmakers. They're using everyone. But their running game hasn't popped, right? And so – you. It, you have the security of a Dalvin Cook who has a lot of gas left in his tank. He just had, what, 1,100, 1,200 yards last year. Didn't play this year. All right, Tony Pollard hasn't eclipsed 1,000 yards this year yet. He's averaging four yards a carry. If he goes down, boom, you have a guy like this. If he doesn't go down, maybe you bring him in and he can add – Sometimes just bringing in fresh legs and just a, a new running back, it just get, has a different spark. And it just, it just sparks everybody, sparks the running game. We've seen this with not only like big name players, but just scout team guys, guys that's been crushing it in practice. And then they put a, a, a guy, a running back in the game, and it's like, oh, it, it makes everybody excited, get everybody excited. So we will see. That's how I'll answer that question. And I mean, I agree with you. We've seen it earlier this season with Joshua Dobbs. He came in, gave him a spark, started winning. 
Um, I will also want to mention that the chat completely disagrees with me and thinks that the Cowboys is the best fit. So they agree um, with me. And they brought up a good point, which is that the Browns do have Hunt and Ford, Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, and they seem to be sharing carries pretty, pretty well. So. Yeah, and, and, and listen, remember the Kevin Stefanski uh, – Kevin Stefanski, the 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 tree that he comes from, the apple tree that he comes from is what? I'm gonna give y'all a guess. And and listen, y'all take it easy on my super producers. I just been around the game a little longer, played 13 years in the National Football League, so they probably don't know. But if they know, I will buy you guys dinner in Miami to any restaurant. BC, woo, y'all got five seconds to let me know where Kevin Stefanski, what tree he comes from. Coaching tree. Don't look, go look, look, look. Don't look in the chat. Get out of there. Get off of it. Five, four, three, two, one. Answer. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Wrong. BC. Damn, I can't remember the name. McDaniel's. Wrong. But <laughs> you said Coach McDaniel's. Yeah. Well, no, McDaniel's just got the parcels. So now my now Coach McDaniel's is creating his tree. So how it works is anybody that comes from get hired his offensive coordinator defensive coordinator if they get a head coaching job now when you see his tree his tree will start to be formed now so mcdaniels doesn't even have a tree right now he has a he has like a trunk or a seed right he comes from the shanahan tree coach the fans that's what i wanted to say I That's wanted to I say it, but then say. I thought part. But McDaniels comes from that tree, though, which was interesting. You were close. Coach McDaniels, I think he started off in Denver as a ball boy, right? Remember, where was he last year? He was he was the passing game coordinator, run game coordinator in, in, in with the 49ers. So you were close, but you didn't get it correct. So I'll keep my gift certificate to one of the most amazing <laughs> restaurants in sunny South Florida. Uh, Delilah's just opened up in Florida. Um, in Miami, which is hot and it's popping, you have Gecko, you have Prime 112 still there, you have ZZ's, who's my favorite right now, it's a private club. Um, but yeah, there we go there. Our producer's telling us to move forward and move on. All right, well, you guys we see it at the on. top. Did Bell compliment Ravens and Shade Rams? Let's get into some more talk about uh, Lamar and the Ravens. They locked up the one seed in the AFC playoffs, and many expect Lamar to be the MVP. But as good as Lamar has been, his defense might be even better. Listen to Odell after the game Sunday and what he had to say about this Baltimore team. <laughs> nah, fellas, this is a good-ass feeling, man. This is probably the best team. Not probably. This is the best team I've ever been on from the top to the bottom. Uh, we set ourselves up for success. You know what I mean? It's got to come through the bank in these black and purple unis. Go through this defense. This offense is crazy, man. Everything's right in front of us, so let's go ahead. Keep preparing. Y'all enjoy this moment. You know what I mean? It don't come it don't come by every now and then. So just enjoy this moment. Enjoy the night. Happy New Year, all that. Ah. So, question goes. Odell just won his Super Bowl, his only Super Bowl and first Super Bowl right. with the Rams just two years ago. So, like, <laughs> is this Ravens team better? Like, can they actually beat that Rams team, you think, in the Super Bowl? Uh, Brian, can you pull up super producer? Can you pull up that roster? Let's let's compare receiver to receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, is alongside of Zay Flowers right now. Young Gun, okay. Um, but he had Cooper Cup, and I think that might was that the year that Cooper Cup 
uh, had to try the the triple crown. He was a triple crown winner. I believe that was the year. Um, and if it wasn't, still he had Cooper Cup quarterback, right? So like, do you want Zay Flowers or do you want Cooper Cup, right? Quarterback position: Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford. That's easy. Who you got? Lamar. Okay, great. But don't let's not but let's not get it twisted. Matthew Stafford. I mean, that year he struggled a bunch. He threw a bunch of picks, and there was times where the defense, like especially that second half of the season, the defense was the ones that was winning those games. So, so, so. Yeah, but Matthew Stafford, he, uh, over his career, hasn't been the guy. Like with Lamar, you know, he's that dude. Like he's been nice. He just needed the pieces. Matthew Stafford was what in Detroit, wasting away. Yep. He came over there, got into a system. I think the system helped him out become a better uh quarterback so they won it that year but if i'm choosing between uh lamar jackson or matthew stafford i'm taking lamar all day so 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 listen this is just this just came in right this just came in from our super producer they had a loaded defense Mm -hmm. they had aaron donald they had vaughn miller (laughs) they had jalen ramsey they had leonard floyd on the offensive side, we said Cup, Stafford, Van Jefferson, uh, Higby, Odell, obviously, and O-line was stout. So here's what I would say. I would say that the, the Super Bowl Rams just a couple years ago was probably more loaded, pause if that's a pause moment, pause. than the Baltimore Ravens of today. I would say that. But I would say that Odell isn't throwing shade at his former team, and he truly believes this because it's not always about talent. So on paper, you can see that. But in Baltimore, right, what he's probably experiencing is just the chemistry, right? Like everybody getting along and liking each other. Right. Right? And they're winning at a high level. We're talking about just super efficient football. So I don't think Odell is throwing shade. I don't think Odell – uh, is hating. I, I don't think Odell is wrong because we get caught up sometimes just on the paper. But how many times have we seen teams that's been loaded, pause if that's a pause moment, and lose? Oh, this is our this is our dream team, which I can't put it together. So, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I on this right here, Odell, I support Odell, and I back Odell on this. Well, T.O. in the uh, comments here says Ravens defense. Which, which T.O.? Like, you got to clarify. It just says if T.O. It's, if it's the T.O., T.O. <laughs> if, it, if it's a superstar T.O., the famous T.O., then we might have a problem because we got beef. <laughs> well, we can't do that. We got It's 2024. 2024. No beef with no T.O. Beef. in 2024. Hey, yeah. 2024, we're practicing 2024. kindness. Ooh, kindness. Usa. Usa. You, you just triggered me. I'm talking about T.O. <laughs> in the chat. Like, oh, my goodness, T.O. in the chat. Oh, my oh, goodness. Man. Well, this this is a negative question, but I have to ask it, which is, if Lamar actually comes up short in the postseason, B, what is what what's going to be said about him? How bad will it get for Lamar? Well, I, I can I can tell you what what the what the the talking kids in sports media would say about Lamar if he comes up short. What what's they're going to say is, oh, here we go again, Lamar Jackson. He can't get it done in the postseason. That's what they will say, right? Yeah, I think what the experts and the guys who really know ball, the fans and the and the players and the commentators really know ball, they're going to sit there and dissect the game. Well, how did Lamar play? 
Oh, Lamar threw for 275 yards. He ran for another 65 yards, had a touchdown, no picks. Was it his fault? Because oh, the receiver dropped the ball. Yeah. Or it fumbled. The running back fumbled. The defense gave up 30 points. So I think, you know, it's, it's how they lose will determine a lot. But there's going to be people out there, no matter what happens, that's going to put it on Lamar. Why? Because you are the quarterback. They're going to go out there and say, you just got one of the richest deals in the history of the NFL. You asked for these guys. They gave you these guys. You pouted, blah, 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 and you didn't get it done. How dare you, Lamar Jackson? It's your fault. But guess what? This is what comes with being the face of the NFL or one of the faces of the NFL. This is what comes with it, unfortunately. You got to deal with it. So no matter what happens, it's probably a lose-lose for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But isn't this what you want as a competitor, as a player? Like, this is what you want. You want the target on your back. Lamar wants that. Okay, cool. That's, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear the noise. But guess what? Let's go. This is what you want. This is what makes them better. This is what actually, this is what we talk about, you know, going from good to great or becoming legendary, going to these amazing runs. When you're a competitor and you're a player, you think about all these storylines. If a player's out there saying that they're not reading the clippings, they don't hear the noise, they're fucking lying to you. This is what actually makes you great. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan sitting there. You don't think they heard all the noise? Oh, you think I can't come back at what age? Kobe Bryant. Oh, you think I can't get it done with Shaq? That's what gets you up at 4 o'clock in the morning, the Kobe being Bryant's. You kidding me? Yeah. You said I can't get it done with Shaq. Okay, now I'm going to go harder in the offseason. So Lamar Jackson, you don't think he understands this scenario or this uh, this narrative? That's, what's, that's be... what's going to cause him to sit there in the film room and watch an extra hour of film. Yep. I actually love that you brought up Kobe because to me the scariest thing at the end of this uh, season, RIP Kobe, um, was Kobe sitting on a bench knowing that he didn't have any more games that season, but that look he had. Right. Like, it's always next year. I'm coming back. I'm getting another ring. Like, the fact that he even got two rings without Shaq is insane. Right. Exactly. So, it's that warrior spirit that you're talking about. Man, warrior spirit. Like, I, you know, I don't want because it's sensitive times, but it's like killer uh, spirit. And now we're talking about sensitive time. Let me get off topic here a little bit. I wish okay. we had a little thing that said just get off topic cultural talk. <laughs> Did anybody out there watch the Dave Chappelle special? Yes. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't. Sorry, actually. I want What's your to. thoughts, BC? Really oh, quickly. <laughs> well, not quickly. We can, We have I mean, all the time in the world. I mean, it was good. It was Chappelle in his bag. I mean, when he started, as soon as he started with the first shit, and then you already knew he was going to go down. But, you know, he just touched on it, man. But I, I enjoyed it, man. I always enjoyed Chappelle's uh Work. So he said something uh, in a special because I watched it last night and anybody in the chat, I would love to uh, hear your opinions on it as well and your thoughts. Um, we're looking, we're, we're witnessing someone morph into mastery. Now, mastery is a process, right? Any player, uh, any doctor, nurse, anybody in the chat that may be an entrepreneur, you know, a comedian, like it's a process of how do you master your craft? But I really believe he is probably in the industry. He may be the closest out of anybody. Like, you got the Denzel Washingtons of the world out there. He may be the closest to anybody out there that's really in, like, has mastered their craft. His art of communication. uh, The skill uh, of bringing it all together. Like, his pitch. 
his tone, his pace, his yeah. delivery, right? You you feel? Did, did you see that? Yeah, definitely. He he knows how to just uh, what is that? It's not captivate. It's uh, capture. He just knows how to uh, deliver his uh, his punchlines. Everything is on point. Is uh, deliberate. You know what I mean? It's right. Very deliberate. Even even in his jokes, you can really kind of tell when he's hitting serious things, and you know he has those little undertones. It's he just hits it every time. Even <laughs> even the one where he's talking about, he started laughing, and he's like, "Oh, the uh, the submersible." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can I give you guys a top three and and see how you put the order? Yep. Dave Chappelle. Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. Oh, let me. Can I go, B, can I go first, BC? No, I'm going to go. How it. old are you, BC? 44. Okay, let's let the old man go first. Ah, I'm man. 30 now, I'm turning 40. Go ahead, old yeah, man. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Let the OG speak, man. Let me see. <laughs> deference. It's called deference. Um, ah. What order are you putting it in, by the way? I'm, of course. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to go from top to bottom pause. Okay. Um. <laughs> you too old to be playing the pause game, man. Man, that shit been around since me. <laughs> Once you pass 40, see, I still got another, what, three months to play pause. Nah, Go. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I keep it light. Keep it light. Um, damn, I would have to go Richard, Eddie, and Dave, and maybe Dave and Eddie might be in a, you know, I might be able to change them interchangeable, but... Nobody's topping um, Richard Pryor. Why? Why? Is this like the Jordan thing because he was first? Not just only because he was first. It was the barriers. Like, he just broke. He was doing shit and saying things at the time that nobody else was saying. You know what I mean? So that's what makes him. He was he was the first to actually. He allowed all of these people. He allowed the Eddie Murphys to come along and all these great comedians come along and be able to do their thing and say the shit like. Richard Pryor today would be canceled. You know what I mean? <laughs> today he would be canceled for the shit he was saying. Well, 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 think about this though. Like, so right now, guys, we got off topic, and we're talking about uh, the greatest of all time from comedians from the culture standpoint, right? Because there's been so many amazing uh, comedians that can be in the, a part of this conversation. So we have Andrew Wu Hu, uh, who threw out Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, or Dave Chappelle. Top three, put them in order. Um, well, what you just said, Richard Pryor would be canceled. Well, there wasn't cancel culture back then. Right. Now there is cancel culture. And you have Dave Chappelle who is, he's like the only one that's busting right through it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because now, like when you talk about comedy, you know, and I wouldn't say, you know, it's everybody's so sensitive, but the things that we could talk about 10 years ago, we can't talk about today. He's talking about the LGBTQ plus community and none of us on the show, like just so you guys know, because we don't want to get canceled. I got bills to pay. I got family. I got kids. I got kids. I'm practicing kindness. Right. So we're just talking. This is just what we see from afar. So we don't agree with everything that everybody says. OK, but this is just what it is. Dave Chappelle, like he he still he, he's saying what he wants to say. Everybody else is beating around the bush or, or, or walking on eggshells. So. We can also say, BC, that, that Dave Chappelle is the first, right? And that's why I'm going to say that Dave Chappelle, to me, I'm going to say he is the greatest of mm. all time. Not just because of that, but I'm looking at just like he goes up there and he's not, he's literally, he's, he's talking, he's, he's a politician. 
Yeah, he is. He, 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 he really is a, like, and people are going to talk, going to say that I'm crazy saying this, but he has a he has a message. He has a purpose. This is politics. This is uh, he's a he's a he's a I would say maybe freedom of speech activist. I was about to say he's like civil rights. He's not a civil. <laughs> he's he's civil a freedom rights. of speech <laughs> activist, right? Meaning like no, yeah. like this is this is what we're on. He has a a bigger agenda, and so what we see as comedy, I don't see as comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here watching these Dave Chappelle specials and these shows, like and I'm like, okay, it's that's exactly it's like as a like, professor what's the out there. Yeah. What's, what's the, the message? message? Yeah, Definitely. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, sure. and so, like, what the reason why I say he's the greatest because you know, obviously, we have an opportunity to be in front of cameras, and we get a chance to communicate every day. Mm-hmm. And so, the way he communicates, his delivery, everything that BC said, I don't think no one can touch that. He's literally up there just storytelling. Yeah. He gets into acting as well. Look at his body language, his movement. Look at how he works the stage. Dave Chappelle is the greatest, and I think he still has another 10 years left in him. So I would go Dave Chappelle. I would go Richard Pryor, and then I would go Eddie Murphy. But Eddie Murphy, wasn't uh, he wasn't to be played with. Not at all. <laughs> right? But the problem with Eddie Murphy, though, uh, the reason why he's not one, he could have easily be one. But remember, he got into Hollywood, he got into the movies, and he started taking that more serious than stand-up. Right. So he had a longer run there than he did stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. He so what was your order again? Uh, Dave Chappelle. And I'm saying Dave Chappelle just eclipsed Richard Pryor. Mm. Like, literally after this last special. Then Richard Pryor, then Eddie Murphy. Man. But but here, here's why I brought that up is because um, – in that special, he he actually said that Chris Rock, and, and maybe, BC, you can elaborate on this a little bit because I wasn't a huge Chris Rock guy. Like, his language and how he sounded just threw me off. You know, I was, I'd rather watch, like, Bernie Mac. and those, politician. Bernie Mac. Nah, Chris Rock <laughs> is that. I, yeah, Chris Rock, too. He's another one, though. But in his some of his specials, like, he also comes across, uh, you listen to it for the message as well. Like, that's why I think they both kind of appreciate each other because Chris Rock, yeah, his voice might be a little annoying He called him, he called him the, the greatest, he, he said the greatest, in this special, and I don't know if this is Cap or not, he's just giving flowers, but he called him, uh, BC, like the greatest living, the best or the greatest living comedian. Or and he said he Rock? said maybe even ever. That's what Dave Chappelle said about Chris Rock. Yeah, so man. why would he say that, BC? Because Chris Rock is that guy. Like I he think really yeah, I think a lot of people underestimate. Like go back and look at a lot of his early material, and um and just dissect some of his specials too. I think you're gonna see a lot of um, Dave. What you're a lot of the things that you're saying about Dave that you appreciate with uh, Chappelle, you're gonna see some of that in the Chris Rock specials as well, and a lot of his stand up as well. Like he's not nah, Chris Rock is definitely legendary, legendary. He's up there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dave Chappelle's special is out. I watched it last night. He's still pissing off a lot of people. And look, I, I had I tried to put myself in it. You know, he he talked about. Um, he started, he's like, well, I, I'm not going to talk about this community because this community is mad at me. Now I'm going to talk about, uh, the, uh, the handicapped community. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I tried to put myself in that. And I was like, look, if I was sitting at his show and I was actually handicapped, right? Like, how would I feel? You know, cause like comedy is comedy and where's comedy today, you know? And, and I tried to put myself in, in, in these people's shoes, 
you know, in any situation, I try to put like, well, what if I had a kid that was handicapped or was mm -hmm. trans or, you know, gay or whatever, how would I feel consuming this, right? Um, it's an interesting time in comedy. Um, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, but light, People got to lighten up a little bit is my thought. Just, you know. Correct. It's a joke. We still, we got to laugh at things, you know. So what they say, you got to laugh sometimes to keep from crying. So just sometimes just take the joke. It's just a joke. Nobody's, you know, disparaging. But, yeah, we're in different times right now, brother. Okay, let's not get canceled, uh, BC. No, nah, let's, let's move just, on. Just, I didn't just, say anything just specific. Don't get canceled, BC. Specific. I'm just saying. Just hey, joke. Just if I have joke. to pick between the platform or BC, I'm picking the platform. His ass ain't with the platform no <laughs> hey, more. Hey, all day. BC, I'll save you, BC. All views and comments are all BC's views and comments alone. These are not representative of <laughs> Well, moving forward, guys, we're going to get back into some sports now. We got some football. Uh, this may not be as joking um, of a matter, but the Steelers' offense has been rolling since Mason Rudolph has taken over as QB1. Now we have had reports come up that Kenny Pickett refused to be Rudolph's backup for their last game against the Seahawks. Pickett addressed those reports yesterday in this video. Take a listen. That's all reports out there that I feel like we're attacking, you know, my character and how I am as a person, not even getting into a player standpoint of it. Um, there was no talk of me being a backup quarterback this week in terms of being a two. Um, if I was healthy enough to play and the trainers and coaches felt like I would look good enough to play, I was going to start and play. Um, if they believed that I was not, which they believed I was not, I was not going to dress and suit up for the game. Um, so whoever reported that, I don't know where it started. Um, it's kind of crazy what people will write and put out there um, to try to, you know, prove their point or help their standpoint or their careers and, and what you guys do. Um, but, you know, disappointing to see that uh, without any proof or basis of it. So this week I'm now the two. They feel good four weeks out of the surgery uh, for me to dress and be the two. So I will be the two and do what I have to do to be ready to go for Baltimore. So if there's any other questions about that, um, I feel like I answered it pretty good there. Is there anything else? Is there any Baltimore questions that we get on the Baltimore? Mm. All right. The situation still seems a little unsettled, uh, to say the least, in Pittsburgh. So, what's the word? The you Steelers' know, number one priority at QB. Uh, Brian, Brian, can you look up uh, when this kid got drafted? So, this is what happens with me. When I see things like this, my mind goes into several places, and I see four or five different storylines, right? Because, like, you're asking about this quarterback situation, but it's so much bigger than this, right? This is about uh, what's going to happen with the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers as we move forward, right? So, obviously, Mason Rudolph has the hot hand. The decision that Coach Tomlin made was the right decision. Kenny Pickett, cool, we know. What, what, did he, did he, what, what round did he go, did he say? 2022, uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't said it yet. All right, let's see when he was drafted, right? First he, round, 20th overall. He was about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was first round, first round pick. 20th overall. This is his second year, right? So typically, and this is what Coach Tomlin said. He said last week or a week and a half ago, he said, look, he's healthy. He's our quarterback. We saw that because we talked about it on this show. Then we get into the weekend, and Mason Rudolph starts. He changes his mind for whatever reason. Maybe he wasn't completely healthy, or maybe there was pushback from the players. The wide receiver said, no, we want this guy. Mason Rudolph goes out there, and he gets hot for two weeks in a row. Now we're in the last week of the NFL season. 
the Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting here in a wild, not in the hunt. They're not even. They need different things to happen for them to get in. Correct me if I'm wrong, please, Chat. Correct me if I'm wrong, please, Brian. So what do you do? Everything's on the line here. This is Coach Tomlin's 17th year in a row of having a winning season. There's legacy at stake here. Can we sneak into the playoffs? What can we do when we get in the playoffs? This is a big decision. They go with Mason Rudolph. So I know this is about like, oh, well, you know, him being a backup and his character. I'm not even thinking about that. Who cares? Who cares? So now this kid was drafted number one. He, he was the number one draft pick just a year and a half ago, 20th overall. For you not to go with him says that you're not happy with him. So now that leads me to believe that they're going to be in the market next year. Russell Wilson. <laughs> like Love that pick, man. Like, listen, Russell Wilson, right? Like, there's reports out there that the Pats, the Patriots are, are going to go after Russell Wilson. There's reports that the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to go after Russell Wilson, which is uncharacteristic of them. They don't make moves like this. They like to build from within. So for you not to go with your 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 your, your first uh your 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 what is it your first round draft pick and you go with Mason Rudolph Mason Rudolph is not the face of the Pittsburgh Steelers no Actually, he's just a playing comment. a good he's playing good right now so that just leads me to believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make a move and they have to make a move if they want to keep coach Tomlin like coach Tomlin I'm sure he's tired of just being like look we can celebrate coach Tomlin all we want 17th season yay 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 of not having a losing season. Ah, that's great, that's great, that's great. But Coach Tomlin, the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, the, the city of Pittsburgh, we won a Super Bowl. For them to do that, they need to go get a quarterback. So let's see what happens there. I actually love the comment by King K in the chat. Rudolph played with confidence. That's really. Sometimes that's what it comes down to. Rudolph played with confidence. He did. And you saw the snippets of Coach. He was mic'd up and he was like, yo, let's go. We want to do uh, rhythm throws, routine throws, and we're not going to be conservative. Mm -hmm. It started with Coach Tomlin. So, interesting conversation, uh, but it's bigger than just who's uh, QB1 in Pittsburgh and will he back up, you know, Mason Rudolph. Like, who cares about that? Do we really care? Do we really care? Like, if Mm -hmm. this was Joe Burrow, this would be a different conversation. If this was Josh Allen, it would be a different conversation. But come on, this kid hasn't even, you know, established himself in the NFL yet. But I know there's a lot of people high on him. People think that he has what it takes to be QB1 on any team, on on, on a team in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But let's wait and see if he can get over that hump. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Well, let's move forward. Let's talk about a regular name here. Um, Sorry. For the first time since 2000, the Patriots are going to finish the last in the AFC East. That's 23 years. And for the first time since Bill Belichick has been the head coach, there are questions about who will be the next head coach. 
Belichick once again dismissed questions about his future, simply saying, I'm focused on the Jets. The QB situation is a mess. The roster has very few stars. So what's the word? Belichick returning to coach the Pats would be... Boring. Mm. Belichick returning to coach the Pats would be boring. Am I lying here? Does anybody want to see this? It's been mediocre since Tom Brady left. Like, we want storylines. We want drama. The NFL is a soap opera. We want Bill Belichick to be traded. And we want the suspense for a month. Where is Bill Belichick going to go? Is it out west to Cali? The coach, Justin Herbert, in Los Angeles? Like, where is he going to go? Is there going to be a team that has a good coach but fires them because they have an opportunity to get Bill Belichick? That's what we want to talk about. That's what we want to hear. We want to see Bill Belichick going back to the Patriots. Patriots are boring. And, Christy, I'm sorry, they have always been boring. Even when Tom Brady was there, you get the same thing over and over again. We want suspense. We want to mix it up. Well, they cut him. Not cut him, fire him. They can't cut a coach. Can't cut a coach. Will they fire Bill Belichick? So Bill Belichick returning to the Pats will be boring. We want to see Bill Belichick coach a Justin Herbert or something like that. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see that. Sorry. I'm going to give you my best Bill Belichick impression. Let me see. They, they, they can't see you. <laughs> you show me. Go to the I'm just focused on the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hoodie, like the little thing. I wish I had the hoodie, but. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think I think it's, it, it may be. Well, let me have a follow-up real quick. Is there some part of you that thinks the modern game has passed Bill, Belichick? No. No? No. He's been coaching since the 80s. I know. He's been coaching for 100 years, it feels like. No, the game hasn't uh, uh, passed um Coach Bill Belichick, it hasn't because we can say the same thing about if if we if if that's true for Bill Belichick that the game has passed him, then it's true for Coach Tomlin, then it's true for um, the coach out there. What's his name? Uh, out there in Seattle, Seahawks. What's his name? Oh, uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's the same for them as well. You know, no Bill Belichick. The thing that makes him special is not like. Uh, the trick em, finish the statement, BC. Trick em. <laughs> trick em, trick em. Trick em, trick em. No, it's called trick em, dick em. But he don't want to say pause. So, it, you know, like, that's not what makes Bill Belichick great. What makes him great is running the entire organization. It's his leadership. It's his, uh, the way he holds his star players accountable, which now trickles down to everybody else in the locker room, right? Um, being ahead of the curve, sometimes even cheating. Some people call it cheating. <laughs> Deflate he's gate. always finding a way. <laughs> but he's always ahead of the curve, right? So that's what makes Bill Belichick special. That's what makes him legendary. That's what makes him the greatest coach in the National Football League ever, right? So um, I think that Bill Belichick can still get it done at a high level in the right situation, meaning with the right quarterback. And I think – and everybody's saying this, but it is. Like that defense – in, in, in L.A. with the Chargers, it's like, come on, what's going on over there? And with that quarterback and those weapons, like, what is the problem? And you have Eckler at running back. What is the problem? So we will see what happens, but we want drama. We don't want Bill Belichick to return to the Patriots. Am I right, B.C.? Do you want to see this? I definitely do not want to see this. Like, 
But I was also about to say, too, I think he should just hang it up and walk away while he still has that aura of, oh, you know, the evil genius, the best coach. Because I don't know. He might go over there and stink it up, too. He hasn't been able to do shit without Brady. Like you said, it's boring Facts. over there. It's not the same. If I was him, you already have. You, you've been to the top of the mountain. Mm. Now, if you want to just keep doing it, what if you don't? What if you don't continue? Now you messed up your, your your legacy a little bit. Now people are questioning whether it was you or whether it was Brady that really was doing it. And nah, man, just walk away. You already Brady, the evil genius in New England. You have that whole thing going. I would just walk away from the game right now while he's on top, because now we're gonna start hitting at the hitting at the armor. Is it him? No, it was Brady. Right. <laughs> So, so listen, um, I, can, can we also, before we even transition, I want, to talk, I want to talk a little bit about, like, not even a little bit, but I want to make a statement. I can see Bill Belichick, nah, I was going to say go to college. No, Maybe no. he's the next coach at Michigan because no. Jim Harbaugh comes back to the NFL. Mm. But look, I still see people in the chat asking about Ashley. Listen, guys, yeah. uh, we wanted to take last week or two weeks ago to – uh, send Ashley off with her flowers. Um, we signed a one-year deal with her, and that deal is now up. And now the platform's in a position where we have just a, a blank canvas and a clean slate, and we want to move forward, um, you know, in a very intentional way. Um, this is I Am Athlete, and uh, this is a, a platform that we've been – uh, building for a few years now, 23, kicked my ass personally and professionally. So I know a lot of people out there listening and watching uh, is wondering what's happening, what the platform was going on with Ashley. We salute her. Um, she has some amazing opportunities ahead of her, so I can't wait for her to make her announcements. But as far as us, we're going to get into testing. A lot like uh, Breakfast Club and what Charlemagne and those guys are doing, right? They lose Angela Yee. And now they start bringing in other voices, right? And, and people might say, like, well, Brandon, you've been trying to do this for six, seven months. Well, look, for the past few months, I've been chilling. I've been laying low. 23, kicking my ass. 24, we up. But it's going to be very intentional, very strategic, right? So probably in the next week, we're going to lean on you guys. We need y'all help, right? Do you like this voice? Do you like that voice? Who should we add? What athletes would you like as more contributors? We're still rocking with Brandon Flowers, still rock, rocking with Steven Jackson, still rocking with other people, but we're just going to slowly, slowly bring this thing together, and then boom, it's going to take off. Yep. I expect a huge explosion for Paper Route I Am Athlete coming in the end of March. That's what I anticipate. Boom. I'm looking forward to it. Like, boom. Like, where did that come from? Oh, my goodness. Like a boxer in yeah. the 12th round. <laughs> Fucking done. <laughs> Thriller in Manila. <laughs> Thriller in Manila. Muhammad Ali, what's happening? And I was like, yeah. boom. <laughs> but we just want to let you guys know we do appreciate what Ashley, as well as Corey, because they ask for Corey all the time as well. Uh, their contributions to this team, we appreciate them. We love them. But we got to move forward, guys. Just like in this conversation from Bill Belichick to Sean McVay, guys. So what's the word? Uh, the first topic we have on that today surrounds Sean McVay. The Rams coach confirmed yesterday that he will return to the sideline as head coach next season. So he's Ooh. not getting cut. Uh, but beyond <laughs> that, his future is undecided. So what's the word? McVay has blank chance of winning two Super Bowls in L.A. <laughs> Man, 
McVeigh has a fighter's chance of winning two Super Bowls in L.A. Sean McVeigh is feisty. Sean McVeigh is still the little boy wonder, the little baby genius. Uh, he has he's one of the brightest minds in football, and he's also a guy that guys wants want to follow, and that's very hard to do in the NFL. The other thing that you guys have to think about when it comes to McVeigh and his chances of winning two Super Bowls in L.A. is this: he has. Uh, Crunky, one of the richest owners in football, one of the feistiest owners in football, and one of the most savviest people in business. This is a guy who wants to win at any cost. They they sold everything to get that first Super Bowl. And so do you think that Mr. Crunky, who owns several franchises in football and basketball and soccer and, and hockey, you think that he's satisfied with just one? He is not, and he's not going to let this guy go until this guy's ready to go into the booth because he almost did it two years ago. That's why this is a conversation. That's why Andrew, who just at Sid in his statement about this, well, he is returning to the sideline because there's a real possibility that a guy like a guy like this could be in Fox making $10, $15 million a year. We actually have the same broadcasting agent. Josh oh, Pyatt, and he might be mad for me to say this, but Josh Pyatt is a legend. Josh Pyatt has McVeigh. He has all the biggest names in sports. He has freaking uh, Peyton Manning and the Omaha Productions and so many others. But we're not talking about him. We're talking about McVeigh. Anyways, back on topic. Sean McVeigh has a fighter's chance because he has an amazing owner behind him. And he also has an attractive destination. He has an organization that's a part of attractive destination. So McVeigh has a fighter's chance of winning two Super Bowls in L.A. Do you agree, B.C., or no? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I think, well, let's see how it goes this season with, uh, with Lamar and Baltimore, but I think if they may be in the run, Kansas City – I don't see the who who are they beating to get the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't Not this year. We're talking about over the next, let's say no, the next three, the next four, three five years. years. Yeah, over the next couple of years. Again, like those teams are going to get better. Unless they get better because, like you said, the owner is going to go out and spend the money, bring in whoever. So I guess it's a possibility. There's a chance, but I don't know. I don't see it. And, and, and look at this right now. Let's look at uh, – remember, going into the year, well, you everybody, counted, everybody counted out. Uh, the Rams, they didn't think that the Rams would be in this position in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs right now. And so right now they're at nine and seven, right? Like this shows his coaching ability. They trade people away. Jalen Ramsey's no longer there. Odell Beckham Jr.'s no longer there. Uh, Van's no longer there, right? Cooper Cup goes down. Matthew Stafford missed time at the beginning of the year. Uh, and look, they're sitting here at nine and seven with a chance to ha- have ten wins going into the postseason. It says a lot about this guy. I would say it's probably uh, a fleeting thing. So fleeting. if I look at it as five years, his highest chances come at the most recent. So in this year, mm. they still have a chance if they make it into the playoffs and they play well. All right, next year they'll be fully healed. That'll be a good chance. Right after that, I think it starts to become what. What is Matthew Stafford thinking? What is Aaron Donald thinking? Are these right. guys thinking about retirement? So, like, that's where the team ha- starts to change, and McVay has to deal with what Bill Belichick is dealing with right now. Well, see, here, well, here's the thing you got uh, to understand about this situation. 
right? Like, actually, in the next couple of years, they're going to be in a stronger position because what they did is they almost played money ball. The Rams went out there and said, we value veteran players more than we value draft capital, right? We don't, we don't really value a first rounder the way the rest of the NFL does. So we're going to give that stuff up for the Jalen Ramseys, for the Matthew Staffords, for the Vaughn Millers, for the Floyds, for, and you go on, on and on and on and on, right? Odell Beckham Jr., they traded for him, or maybe, I don't know if it was, was he cut in Cleveland and they picked him up or some situation like that. I, mean, I think they maybe they traded for him, but they don't care about the draft. So they have no draft capital. So in the next couple of years, they're going to actually have draft capital to go do what they want to do again, play money ball. So they actually mortgage their future for that Super Bowl, knowing that they're going to be in this reset phase. For them to be in the playoffs says a lot about McVay, not the owner, not the general manager, but McVay. For him to have this type of team, this type of talent, and still get it done is amazing. The hardest thing for them to, for them to do is going to be uh, to replace Aaron Donald, to your point. In a couple mm -hmm. of years, I don't see Aaron Donald. I don't see Aaron Donald. Uh, yes, he's going to be hanging him up. I don't see him playing. This is a guy that wanted to retire two years ago. I know Aaron Donald. Just talk to him this week and text him. And I'm, I maybe we'll get him on the show and I'll ask him, are you coming back? How many more years do you have left in you? Right? But Aaron Donald, I, I, I see that as a hard – that's an impossible thing to do is to replace him. He is the yeah. best defensive player that we've ever seen in the National Football game in a football league period. Now, Matthew Stafford, I think you can replace Matthew Stafford, right? And it's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, uh, this year and then even the following year. I think Matthew Stafford may have one more year left in him, but I won't be surprised if he hangs it up, right? So it's, this is going to be an exciting team they're watching. Who who wouldn't want to be in L.A.? Outside of taxes, it's like, you know, L.A. is a dope place for a young football player. So let's, let's, let's see what happens well, uh, with them question then so how many teams do you actually think are better than them now because we know how they entered the season but like how many nfc teams do you think are better than them and i'll probably preface it by saying maybe we exclude teams like the uh eagles and the um uh, san francisco 49ers because they're just so elite so like what teams would you say are better than the actual four. rams right now four? four okay you have the dallas cowboys that's better than the rams and that's even a question mark so maybe three and a half. You got the Philadelphia Eagles that's better than the Rams. You have the Detroit Lions that's better than the Rams. Nobody in the NFC South is better than the Rams. And then in the NFC West, their division, you have the San Francisco 49ers. And that is it. So you would say they're right there? They're right there. They're right, right. there with no draft capital, with guys <laughs> traded. They're in a reboot year, reboot phase, I would say, because it's probably a two and a half year process for them to get back to where they need to be loaded. Pause. I hear you, B.C., you don't you can't play the pause game because you're 44. I'm 39. The cutoff period of pause game is at 40. So please, BC. <laughs> there is no cutoff. Stop <laughs> it. Say wild things, BC. <laughs> BC gonna be BC gonna be 60. BC gonna be 60. Be like still playing pause. pause. <laughs> <laughs> this is the old man. But no, the, the, the Rams aren't a good. Go ahead, if BC. If it keeps me laughing, if it keeps me young and laughing, then yeah, I'm. A, yeah, I'm a, that's I'm a good pause. spirit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a good – I think those, all those teams are pretty, like, obviously better. But that does so, show that in the NFC, at least, the Rams are close. So next up, guys, we got college and the man coaching in this next Monday's uh, national championship game. Also former uh, coaching in the NFL, Jim Harbaugh. And Michigan will face Washington for the title despite Harbaugh's – is that how you say his name? Harbaugh? 
Harbaugh. Harbaugh's yep. tremendous success in Ann Arbor, there is still speculation about one day returning to the NFL. So, B, what's the word? It would be blank for Harbaugh to leave Michigan for the NFL again. It would be easy. I was thinking about this last night. It's crazy that this is in the show, and this is part of the rundown. Uh, Brian, uh, every Super morning producer. at 9.30, uh, Brian gets everybody together and say, hey, here's the show. All right? And I'm the mad genius, and um, I put this together. Here's the content that I want to create today. And, but at this <laughs> point of the pre-production meeting is when I kind of, like, fade away. So I don't even recall going over this. But I was actually thinking about this last night. And I'm like, yo, isn't this the ideal situation for Jim Harbaugh, right? Like, they get it done. It goes down to the wire. You beat Alabama. You beat Alabama. You got Tom Brady shirtless celebrating. You go into the national championship game. You win a national championship game. And then you, you say, I left the program better. I revitalized the program. It's in great hands. This is what you want to do. And then you move back on to the NFL. This is legendary. This is legendary. Yeah. So this agree. is easy for Jim Harbaugh right now. Jim Harbaugh goes out there after beating Alabama, having Tom Brady shirtless, goes into the national championship game, beats Washington. They seal the deal. He can do whatever he wants to do. He can do whatever he wants to do. This is amazing for Jim Harbaugh. If he wants to stay there, it wouldn't be bad because can Jim Harbaugh potentially be the next uh, uh, Nick Saban? I don't know. But he has that type of flair. He has that type of recruiting ability. He has the moxie. But I, I would like to see Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL. I would I think he's a, I think he's more of an NFL coach than a college coach. He struggled to get to this point. Remember, there was talk a couple years ago if, if Michigan should keep him. I think this is special. Jim Har Harbaugh leaving this program in a phenomenal situation is legendary. It'll be written in books. Hell, we can make a movie about it. Let's move on, Jim Harbaugh. Let's go to the NFL, baby. By the way, his uh, NFL record with uh, San Francisco was 44-19. And I guess one, yeah, he had a tied game. 44 and 19, that's it? He only, that's all, that's that's all it. the time? Six, uh, 64 games total. You would have thought it was longer than that, yeah. right? Because he made it to the NFC. Uh, he was the NFC champions. That's how they played. Uh, yeah, a lot of drama. Baltimore. Yeah, a lot of drama with ownership with Jim Harbaugh. A lot of, lot, lot of drama there. Great record, though. Yep. And um, so with TJ Strickland said he will never be on Saban's level. Never. <laughs> never. TJ well, Strickland says, stop it, B. Marshall. T.J. Strickland said Michigan will have a ass by his name, a, a, a asterisk. Asterisk, oh. yeah. Why? Why, T.J.? Why will he have an asterisk by his name because of what just happened this year? Are we talking about that? Like, come on, the stuff that's happening in college football, you got to be kidding me. Like, now it's just the wild, wild west with this nil stuff and putting these committees together and right. you can start paying players. What, what NFL team do you think will actually try to pry him from Michigan, though? Listen, you got to understand these situations. The Jim Harbaugh's of the world – and the uh, Bill Belichick's of the world, there are teams and organizations that have coaches that are good coaches that you wouldn't even believe that they're thinking about moving on from if they can pry uh, Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh away. I saw this with the Miami Dolphins when I was playing for them in 2010. I had uh, the owner, Stephen Ross, and the general manager, Jeff Ireland, flying out to Stanford when he was in college. He was in a situation before. They are flying out to California. OK, 
to meet with him when he was at Stanford while we had a coach, Tony Sperano, still there under contract, still leading the team. I go in just on an off day. It was an off, maybe it was an off day, off season. I don't even remember. But I remember going in, and I walked in just to go check on Coach Tony Sperano, and he's sitting in the dark. And rest in peace to the, the legend Tony Sperano. Love him so much. Legend as a man and a human, as a father, as a husband. And he's just sitting there sad. I'm just sitting there with him in the dark. And he's like, yeah, man, I see the news, the reports. You turn on ESPN, you see the private plane landing in California. Right? And so I say that because – you had Stephen Ross and Jeff Ireland trying to set it up to get him to Miami to coach the Dolphins before they even moved on from a coach, right? So what other teams is doing that with Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick, mm. right? So when you ask, it's wide open. We don't know. You ask about these teams. Like some people are just going to look at, well, the, the, the open vacancies right now, the coaching vacancies right now. Yeah. No, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. The Buffalo Bills. Will the Buffalo Bills move on from their head coach right now? Probably not. Might be good timing. But will could, could, could you see them potentially saying, hey, uh, Jim Harbaugh got a situation over it. here. I can see it. Miami Dolphins are good. I don't see him wanting to be in New England, but maybe they might give him everything he wants. New York Jets are good. They're not good, but they decided to keep Robert, both yeah. Joe Douglas and also uh, – their coach. Yeah, Robert Sala. Yep, Coach Sala. Dallas Cowboys, that's another one. Think about that. The Dallas Cowboys are leading. No. They're, they're, they're tied at the division. It's coming down to the wire. Week 17, who's going to win the NFC East? If the Dallas Cowboys don't make it to the Super Bowl, could you see Jerry Jones going to go get this guy? Does this guy even want to be there? But that's a team to watch out for. New York Jets, I think they're going to be fine with Brian Dayball. I think they, they give him another year or two. The Giants. Philadelphia Eagles are great. You think the Giants will go after John Harbaugh? No, 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 no. Jim- you, said, you said Jets, but then you said you uh, – Oh, okay. Thanks for – You coach. mentioned the Giant uh, cow, uh, Fact checker. Coach. That's all. BC. <laughs> yeah. Super producer, a.k.a. fact checker. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Washington Commanders, is that an attractive destination for any of these coaches? New ownership, potentially. I can see Washington. Bolt- it's still within that same populated area. Like, I, I just think Washington is trying to get past this. We got to see. Past. I don't know. If I'm a coach, I don't know if I want to go to Washington. Like, the, you, you have to, the ownership, ownership group will have to wow me. The Baltimore Ravens are good. The Cincinnati Bengals are good. What's Cleveland Browns, they're, they're good. Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see what happens with Pittsburgh t- Coach Tomlin, but I don't see him leaving. Nope. The Chicago Bears decided to keep their guy, and they should. They just turned it on. They're a really good team now, but unfortunately, it just you see. What did you say, BC? Oh no, no. I was just say, did you see the? Did you say the? Rams oh, what about yet? uh the, the, the who? Did, did you say the Rams yet? No, Coach McVay's back. Like I'd rather keep Coach McVay. Oh, not excuse me, not the Rams. Sorry, the Chargers. Oh, I thought he was gonna say something. I, yeah, of course. Brandon I think Staley, that's. I think yeah. that. I think that's the most attractive job for anybody right now because you have a franchise quarterback. He's under contract. You have uh, amazing uh, skill guys. You have a, a, a great uh, def. Like you have, you have the personnel to have a great defense. Bosa, you know, you have the safety. You have the other DN. Like I'm, I'm losing some of these guys' names right now. What, so what about me. the Raiders? 
I know they're kind of in between coaches, but they lost their coach earlier it, it, this it's season. It's interesting, but ownership, like when you look at the, you know, mm. you look at Davis, like, yeah, like is is that the guy you want to work for? I see what you're saying. That, like he just unless looks you have different. a relationship with him, he just looks different. Like yeah, I mean, is that really the guy with the little the little haircut? Right. Like is that really <laughs> the guy? Does he even run the Raiders? Like, is he making a decision? I can tell you one team you don't want to work for. I'll be nervous as hell working for him. I can tell you one team you might not want to work for. And the la- the guy's last name rhymes with Pepper. Oh, my goodness. Heck, oh, my goodness. I, you just got to be desperate to take that job. Like, what are we doing? Our standards as people, as coaches, like, we got to be better. Like, why would you want to go to coach uh, for Steve Pepper, Pepper, Tepper, uh, David Tepper. Tepper, David Tepper. Yeah. Like, we got to be desperate to take that job. Like, really, we're <laughs> selling our soul. Don't do it. Don't do it. We might go into the uh, into the NFL season with the first team led by coordinators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, but someone's always going to do it. It's like the scab players, right? When the NFL and the players couldn't agree, and now you had to go get the scab players. Like that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a coach like shit. I'm taking that job. Like I'm what you say, six mil. Yeah, I'm yeah, taking it. We're, right we're to sign up right now. And then your ass gonna be fired seven games in <laughs> <laughs> because you didn't call the right play on fourth down. Correct. Well, speaking of uh, firing and hiring coaches, head coaches, uh, looking actually, let me see here. The name at the top of the list for most teams this offseason may be Cowboys DC. And I actually like Dan Quinn. Um, but who has previously who sorry, he has previously coached at as a head coach with the Falcons. Quinn said he knows it will come up, but is able to compartmentalize and focus on Dallas for right now. But would it be stupid for Quinn to leave Dallas for another head coaching game? No, 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 no. It wouldn't be like I don't know. I think this next run at it will will dictate that, right? Because you got to think about it. Sometimes, like, the failure, you look at it as failure, but it's really lessons. So if you can take the lessons from the first stint that he had and apply it to the second opportunity, it could be a legendary run for him because we know he's a hell of a football mind. Mm -hmm. He seems to be a good leader. Like, I know guys that played for him when he was in Seattle, creating that Legion of Boom, and now even in Dallas, revamping that Dallas defense. Let's Let's not forget that Dallas defense, I, I can, I'll never forget before Dan Quinn got there, I said this Dallas Cowboys team couldn't stop the Alabama Crimson Tide offense. They were that bad. <laughs> they were that bad. He comes in and literally within an offseason, he turned this defense from the worst defense to one of the best defenses. So we know that guys will follow. So this, is, will, be, this will be a great a uh, 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 hire for any coach, for any organization out there, and this would be great for Dan Quinn. So I don't think it would be stupid. I think it would be a perfect situation for him, meaning like a head coaching gig. All right. Well, um, I do have a follow-up, which is uh, can you argue that Dan Quinn actually deserves more credit for Cowboys' success than Mike McCarthy? 100%. No, 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 no. Well, before this year, I would have said like yes. Uh, before this year, I would have said yes. But now, um, I think Mike McCarthy did a hell of a job. So the question is this, SiriusXM Faction Talk Channel 103 and all our YouTube watchers, is 
can we argue that Dan Quinn deserves more of this, more of uh, the credit than the head coach Mike McCarthy? Dan Quinn is the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys defense has been playing really good football over the last few years, and I would say this, this is how I would answer it. Before this year, I would have said yes. Hell, maybe Jerry Jones was looking at him being the guy that replaced Coach McCarthy if he didn't get the job done. But this year, Coach McCarthy should be up for Coach of the Year. I don't think he'll win it, but he should have his name in a hat, and it should be under strong consideration. This is a guy under a lot of a lot of pressure, has done a phenomenal job after firing his offensive coordinator and taking over the play-calling responsibilities and leading his team. And this offense started clicking right around week five, week six. He's done a great job, situational football, doing the right thing and making the right calls. So I would say no. Can I throw out a stat real quick? Please. So the year before Dan Quinn actually came, they were ranked 28th in points and 23rd in yards. The yep. year after, 7th in points, 19th in yards. That's right. That's a dramatic improvement. Yep, but I will also say this. McCarthy had some credit because he came in 2021 when they were 17 in points. This is offensive rank, by the way. 17 points and 14 yards. The next year, they were number one in both. Mm. So there, mm. there's got to be some credit given when That's deserved. right. That's you right. Know what I mean? But, but there's a lot of pressure on uh, Coach McCarthy, like – who knows what's going to happen, right? Like, this is this is why the National Football League is like a soap opera, right? You know, what's going to happen? Will he be let go if they don't make it to the Super Bowl or make a deep run in the playoffs, the Dallas Cowboys, right? Like, I, 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 I like Coach McCarthy. I would actually bring him back no matter what. You know, yeah. like, the just the consistency and scheme and flow – it just that stability that you need for people to thrive and be productive is critical. And so when you fire this guy, fire that person, you have so much, you know, turnover, it's almost impossible to create a winning organization. So, you know, those are some of the things I've noticed in football, being a player um, outside covering the game and also just being a business owner myself. Right. A lot of key learnings there. So. Well, let's move forward. We actually mentioned this gentleman's name, David Tepper. Uh, he David Tepper! Yeah. BC, let's roll that video, actually. David the, Tepper! The, he's the Panthers owner. Uh, he recently tossed a drink on a Jags fan this past Sunday. And the consequence has been listed. He is being charged $300,000 to put that... Into perspective, Tepper is worth over twenty billion dollars. Twenty billion. Say that again. Twenty billion with a B, a as Kaepernick bread. once said. Uh, <laughs> <With> B. <laughs> and this fine is worth less than one percent of one percent of his wealth. Mm. Did the NFL need to send a bigger message here? BC, what do you think? Let's hear. Let's hear from BC first. Um, I'm glad they did something, but. 300,000 is not really a dent. Um, I think it should be a little bit more severe. Just like I said yesterday, because if it was the other way around, they would have had press charges, assault, this, that. You can't come back ever to the arena, so on and so forth. So, yeah, the 300,000, it sounds like a lot. It's not really a lot to what they're making. He's probably not even going to pay it straight out of his pocket. He's going to find a way to pay it through whatever. So, 
I'm glad they did something, but I, I think just another little thing. It, it's only a drink. It was spilt, this and that, so on and so forth. It, it, you know, that happens all the time. That happens in a club. People throw drinks on each other all the time. But they need to make a better example out of this so that owners don't also go around thinking that they're better than or uh, abusing the fans, paying fans that are coming into the stadium that are making the NFL BC. go. BC. Yes, sir. There's no fine or no punishment that's going to uh, get the owners to think that they're not better than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely yeah, think yeah, they're yeah, better they, than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you're you're right. Right. You got 20 these guys are wow. Nah, 20 right. bill? Yo, these guys are wow, yo. Like being around some of these guys and any, even people outside of sports that has just like so much wealth, so much money, accumulated so much. Like they just think differently. Yeah. It's crazy. You're right. You're right. The 300, the 300 is not going to do a damn thing. It's not going to make him <laughs> change his behavior. He'll probably go ahead and do it next week if he wanted to. Right. All right. Cool. I told you guys, that's pocket change for him, man. But moving on, let's jump into some quick reads, guys. The Bears won Sunday, but they were also officially eliminated from playoff contention. The other big news from Chicago's win over Atlanta was the moment when Bears fans were chanting, We want fields. Because of the Panthers' loss, Chicago now officially owns the number one pick in the draft. Would it be stupid for the Bears to let Fields go and instead draft a top QB in the draft? Excuse me. Just burped. <laughs> Sorry. Um, would it be stupid? Listen, I got to be honest with you guys, and I ain't going to hold y'all like this is a tough one for me, right? You got the number one overall pick. You got Caleb Williams out there, and you got some, you know, you got a few guys at the top of, that you can take at the top of the draft. Um, I just, I've seen it so many times, and a lot of us, even in this chat as fans, we've seen it so many times where you go out there and you draft a guy number one overall or top of the draft. And they just don't get it done, right? Like, you just don't know what you're going to get. Now, I can understand Caleb Williams' point. is like, look, I want to be drafted into a situation where I can at least thrive and I'm, I give a shot. Sometimes these teams, like the Chicago Bears, don't do a good job of surrounding Justin Fields of the world with the, 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 the pieces and the coaches needed to actually thrive and, and, and get the team over the hump. If I'm the Chicago Bears – I would actually look myself in the mirror and say, what do we need to do? What do I need to do to surround not only Justin Fields, but all these guys on the field with the right resources to get our organization over the home? What do we need to do? We've been doing it a certain way for so many years. What do we need to change? And I think they've already done a great job of bringing in their, 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 their general manager, I think he's doing a phenomenal job, and I just think they just need to get out the way and let him run the show. And I think his decision needs to be, I'm keeping Justin Fields. He's my guy. I'm taking that number one overall pick. I may package that up and even get more, may even move back in the draft. Yes. And get more, right? You hear? You see what I'm saying, BC? I agree. And, and just load up the team pause, if that's a pause moment. Load up the team with more people. That will help Justin Fields and the rest of those guys in that locker room. I believe they have another pick at number five or six or something. They got like two top ten picks, the Bears. Mm. So Someone brought up a good point. What'd they say? Uh, B. Hess, if the Bears let go Fields and not get an O-line, they are still going to be the same Bears with the QB <laughs> right. running around with no protection. Right. 
do you even do that? Do you take great you take point fifth pass? Yeah. Maybe maybe you do that. Just go O line and at the top of the draft. Who knows? But I'm keeping Justin Fields. Uh, listen real quick. I'm a I'm a chant real quick. Yep. We want Fields. We want Fields. <laughs> so the question is, do the Bears owe it to those fans? To keep Fields, they, they chanted owe, they, his name. They don't owe it to the fans. That's the problem. That that was the, that was my beef with the organization is that they was listening to the fans a little too much. With Chicago, yeah, they was okay. listening to the noise too much. Ownership too like emotional. Like yo, chill out, chill out. You know, so I just think they just need to make the right football decision. And to me, the right football decision is keeping Justin Fields. Okay. And final question on this. Final question. So Chicago had this same script last season where Fields played well in the final stretch of games, but then the team fell short of expectations to start the season. Why would we believe next year will be any different if they keep Fields? Well, you got to look at it. No, this is a really good team, man. Like, like, let's pull this up real quick. So I'm going to go to NFL.com. I'm going to go to Chicago Bears. And then I'm going to pull up the Chicago, Chicago Bears schedule. Let's do that real quick. Hold on one second. I'm having a little lag. I got it here. This right. year? Give me – hold on. I want to I see it. I want to have it right in front yeah. of me. So the Chicago Bears, boom, let's look at their schedule. All right? So the Chicago Bears, they beat the Panthers. Nobody's excited about that. They lose to the Lions 31-26. It's a thriller. If Justin Fields, actually, he fumbles the ball in that game like twice because after that game, he flies back into Chicago, myself, him, and Cam Newton. We're out at dinner, and we're talking about some of these things, like where is your mind? What do you want to do? Like how do you feel? Really dope conversation, amazing person. I'm really excited about him. Uh, So that was a game where it came down to the end. The Vikings, they beat the Vikings. Not an exciting game, 12 to 10, but they beat the Minnesota Vikings and they sent Dobbs to uh, the bench. Uh, the Detroit Lions, 28 to 13. They, so they come back and beat the Detroit Lions, 28 to 13. We just saw what the Detroit, who the Detroit Lions are, right? Yeah, we they did. lose to the Joe Flacco-led Browns, 20 to 17, beat the Cardinals, beat the Falcons. No, nah, like, you know, there's no, like, huge statement wins here, really. Outside of Detroit, yeah, right? It's in division. You expect a split in the division. But, like, I like what this team is doing. Like, if you take this team from week 10 forward and you put them back in week one, because remember after the trade deadline they made some moves in October, like, I think this team is a, a for real playoff contender and they're a problem. So I would keep Justin Fields. I think I would keep him as well. But you mentioned Detroit Lions, and I want to bring up Dan Campbell. So this way we could stay in the NFC. Um, Coach of the year? Yeah, uh, potential. Potential. At least the the front runner, I would say. Okay. Um, But no matter what happens in week 18 against the Vikings, the Lions are pretty much locked into the three seed in the NFC, NFC playoffs. But Dan Campbell, I don't agree with this, but he says his starters will play on Sunday. So would it be stupid for Campbell to play his starters in a seemingly meaningless game? They already got it locked. It's football. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I haven't played in a I never played in the playoffs and that sucks. It's one of the most devastating things about my uh NFL career. It's the only thing that keeps me up at night when it comes to football. Like when I am up at night. Um so I can't really speak on this, right? Like cause I cause I can see both sides of it. You want to keep that momentum. You want to keep that rhythm going so you play. 
some teams take off a week or two and then you know they they finish strong but then they take off the last week of the season they they have that bye and then they come back out and now they're rusty yeah and it's like what happened they lost their mojo they lost their flair they lost their edge so i can see it that way but also we know look at the Miami Dolphins you know it's cuz it's the closest example they lose chubs right just last week so it's any given sunday any given play it's inevitable for guys to get nicked, bruised, and injured. So you go out there in this meaningless game and you lose one of your key guys and now everybody's pissed off at you. So I can see it both ways. I, I think this is a lose-lose situation for anybody in this situation, whether it's them, the Baltimore Ravens. If I, it, you know, now I'm thinking about it out loud, um, what makes more sense to me is probably like being more conservative in this situation because he knows as a player, like, you know, what happens when you go out there uh, any given Sunday. Like, I would rather have a healthy team that had uh, a week or so off than going out there with a team that's still in a rhythm but banged up even more. Like, you're going to get banged up. So, I would lean towards uh, resting my guys if I was the head coach, if I was in this position. But I'm not mad at him for playing his guys. And and sometimes they, they make these statements – and you'll see the the players will go out there and treat it more like a preseason game, right? So they may play their starters for a couple of drives or maybe it's a, a quarter or first half and then they rest the guys. I agree with you there. The preseason, uh, like like half the quarters and, and, and stuff and, and like that. That's right. And then also you got to think like a, he's, he's, he's playing mind games as well. The best coaches play mind games with their players and yeah. also their staff. Yeah. So it's like they keep the mindset, no, we're playing ball. No, 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 no. It's not over. Chill out. Sit y'all ass down. I know we got a rep. No, we, we got a game to play. We're here to play football. But in the back of his mind, he knows he's only going to play them for uh, a drive or two. Yeah. Or some of the guys, he might go on the side like, hey, you're not going to play, but I'm going to play these guys. Okay. Right? I love that. I, I do have a question, and it's based off of what you said yesterday. I apologize ahead of time, Dan Campbell. Uh, do you think this is a meathead decision? No. <laughs> I do not think it's a meathead decision. <laughs> I do not. I think any coach in this situation – it's almost like a lose-lose situation, so I don't think you can go wrong either way. Okay. Uh, well, final thing on this. Or maybe I should say you can't go right either way. Is that the right way to say that, BC? Because I said it's a lose-lose situation? Right. Yeah, I guess you can't okay, go right. Okay, there we go. So, final question on this. We know that last season they had a horrible season halfway through, and they started strong in the middle to, to towards the end, right? And this is the year that we're seeing that same team play. So, like, how far does Dan Campbell actually need to take the Lions in the playoffs this year? Is it Super Bowl bound? Is that next year? No, can Is we move divisional? on from Dan Campbell? Yeah, Dan we Lions. can move on. Yeah, like, why does Wu have, like, 20 follow-ups with the Detroit Lions? <laughs> <laughs> like, my ADHD just kicked in. Is it ADHD? Is that the right way to say it? ADD? Uh, somewhere around there. How do you say it? ADHD. ADHD. HD? Is it HD? High def? Like, it literally just kicked in. I'm like, I'm so tapped out on Detroit Lions talk right now. But what was your – can this be the last question <laughs> yeah, on this Detroit Lions? Yeah, this is the last question. All right, what's the question? Just how far they need to make it in the playoffs. Um, I don't I, – I, I'm not – ain't nobody looking for the Detroit Lions. I think we're celebrating them now. It's been 30 years since they won the yeah. division. So, salute. Yeah. So, like, if you know, them making it's it – It's already a the, successful season. Like, right. They, like, this is – everything else is just kick on, uh, icing on the cake. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So – I think they're fine. I don't, you know what I mean? I would say division, at least divisional. Okay. And then next year we'll see. All right, final thing. We only got a handful of minutes left, but we do want to get into our Pepsi Zero Sugar 
NFL Rookie of the Week segment. Okay. So, it's week 17, and we want to send out a reminder to vote now at NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. Can we get the nominees up? Yes, we can. Here we go. We talked about this yesterday. Aiden O'Connell, the Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders. This guy went out there and he balled. All right, he had 300 yards almost and two touchdowns. What about our running back down in Miami? Uh, in, in Miami? Yeah, what about Miami? Devon Achain had 137 yards from scrimmage and a TD catch. The Baltimore Ravens, Zay Flowers had three catches for 106 yards in a TD. The Green Bay Packers wide receiver Jaden Reed had six catches for six catches for 89 yards and two touchdowns. That's a guy that I forgot trained at a facility in Chicago. What an amazing young man, and he's having a great start to his career. Rams defensive standout. Do y'all remember Kobe Turner? Can we get the can we get the video, the camera on? Andrew who? Andrew who? Why are you doing this with Kobe? Because that man is the conductor, Kobe Turner. He's he had five symphony. tackles and two and a half sacks. And when he was on our show and showed love, he actually did a whole ballot. Ba- what is that? Ballot for us? Or uh, I think so. I'm not a musician. What but would you call that? BC. That he was ser- he serenaded the paper routers. Yeah, but I don't want. You can't say <laughs> I didn't like, okay. serenade. I found like, this on the web. The word, he serenaded. Like, he was like, saying he serenaded the paper routers. He had a spot. Check he it did out. A spot for us. Yeah, he did a spot. <laughs> In Philly, last but not least, you have Philly's defensive back Sidney Brown texting him right now, trying to get him on the show. Maybe later on or tomorrow. Sidney Brown has a twin brother. He had four tackles, but guess what? The biggest thing was his 99-yard pick six. That's legendary. We talked about this yesterday. There's guys that's played 10, 15 years has never done that. So that he's off to a hot start, and he just texts me. He said, what's up, brother? It's an honor to hear from you, boss. I'm in practice right now. We will connect later. So I appreciate you, and I love you and your brother and y'all approach to the game. Don't, be, don't forget to vote. This is Yo Rookie, Pepsi Zero Sugar, NFL Rookie of the Week. You can go to NFL.com slash voting slash rookies to cast your final vote for this week. Rookie nominees. All right, B. And we actually want to wrap the show right after this, but we... Why do you want to wrap the show? Well, we only got four minutes left. But we actually left this yesterday for today. It was our conversation on Hall of Famers, fifteen finalists for the next Hall of Fame. Let's push it back tomorrow. You want to push it back? Yeah, I actually had an interesting question. All right, go ahead. We we want to do it because I was like, it's so much. No, no, we'll push it back. No, 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 we'll have to push it back. Well, I was going to ask you a question. Go ahead. The rookie segment. I don't think we've ever asked you how was your rookie season. My rookie season was uh, how would I describe my rookie season? It was a rookie season. Like, I was all over the place. These rookies nowadays, they come in, they're more prepared or yeah, they're more uh, pro-ready than we were or I was back then. Like, how they take care of their bodies and even how their understanding of the game. Like, it took me a couple years to really understand how to be a real pro, how to take care of my body, how to watch film. Like, now, like, when I was in the league and I was still playing, I would come in, I would see guys still at the facility at 5, 30, 6 o'clock 
doing treatments that I wasn't doing the first five, six years of my career, how they were taking care of the body or watching film the way uh, that, that watching film the way they were. Like I, 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 it was just mind blowing to see how they were approaching it. So my rookie year was definitely different than most of these guys that are playing nowadays. I don't know if it's because we live in a social media uh, uh, age where, you know, we're putting all of our information out there. You can see Odell, how he's approaching his body, how he's approaching his offseason, um, seeing those posts on stories, guys watching film and just being pros, uh, watching podcasts. And you hear Devontae Adams talk about why he doesn't post his content, you know, um, and how he approaches being a pro. So it's a big difference between, you know, when I was a rookie to the to this this time now and these guys being rookies would you say there's any advice you could give as far as a, a hurdle i know that the times are different like you said yep. your career was 13 years yep yep so like and and you've been retired for five so that's 18 years ago let's say when you entered the nfl is there yeah, anything you think from i know right is there anything from that era that you think you can help this era with as far as advice like, the, is it just the biggest, get in that room and take care of your body better? Or? No, the biggest thing I would say, and it travels through every generation and every era, don't fuck it up. Mm. It's very simple. It's like when you go, like, think about it. You're young and you have this dream to become a, to become a professional athlete. At 22, you reach that. You accomplish that. Yeah. You're 22. Your brain, this is actual fact, like your brain isn't all, isn't fully developed. You're still making dumb, childish mistakes and decisions. Mm. But this is an exciting time for you. Absolutely. So you're still in this phase of evolving and growing and learning how to be a human being and make the right decisions. But you have millions of dollars. You have access to anything in, in the world, anybody in the world. You have to just understand, like, you just have to move differently. You have to put guardrails in your life so you don't fuck it up. Because you will if you don't have guardrails. And excuse my language, but it's that serious, right? It's like, like, I will teach the, the generations, like, look, you are dumb. You are going to go out. You're going to make different decisions. So here's what we're going to do, right? Like, you're going to go out. I'm not going to tell you not to go out. That's what people say. Don't go out mm -hmm. because nothing good happens uh, – uh, nothing good happens after 1 p.m. or 1 a.m. Yeah. No, I'm going to tell you, 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 I know you're going to go out, so yeah. this is how we're going to move. You're going to have a driver, and you're also going to invest in two security guards. And we're also going to screen your friends. Can you do that? Good. Okay, cool. Now this gives you the best opportunity to go out and have a good time and not get in trouble. Where should you sit in a section? Did your security go out before, did he go in the club before y'all went out to the club? And did he scope the area and see all the exit places and see the best place to be? And does he understand the environment? Yeah. Do you know that this is a, a place where you shouldn't go to? This is a place where you can go to. Look, there's been 20 situations here over the last 60 days. Don't go there. Right? Like, you got to have people like that in your life that can navigate you through it. I love that advice because at the end of the day, man, like, there's there's still that game off the court, off the field. That's right. That you have to play as a famous person, whether it's in sports or celebrity. So yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that. Even though on a rookie contract, just make sure you guys are safe. Make sure you can make it to that big contract, so that way you can end up essentially taking care of your family.
That's right. Um, B, I think that's it. I'm, I'm here. We go. We great show. There we go. Paper route. Paper chasers. Thanks for rocking with us. This is 2024. We have so much work to do uh, to start of this year, but we're excited to do it. This is Faction Talk Channel 103, Sirius XM, and all our YouTube watchers. We will see you tomorrow. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.